podcast. This is episode two. I am NPC one, Liam. I am NPC three, Dylan. I'm NPC two, Hunter. And today we're going to be talking about different COD games. COD, of course, meaning Call of Duty. So I guess I will start. Uh, I will be talking about Call of Duty Black Ops 1. So uh, the main differentiating factor between uh, most other COD games and Black Ops is that Black Ops had more than one zombies map. So, there was that. It also had a more cohesive story. Yeah, there was that. And also it was the start, obviously, of the Black Ops series, which went from 1 to 3. And uh, there's Black Ops 4, Black Ops Cold War. We don't count those. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I'll hand it off to Hunter. I'm going to be talking about Black Ops 2, the, uh, obviously, sequel to Black Ops 1. No <laughs> I know, right? It's <coughs> so out there. Black Ops 2 follows the same story, really, and has a very similar multiplayer, but the zombies doesn't really follow that well, because... At this point is when the company really decided that the zombies mode was going to have multiple different storylines and lore to it. And uh, Dylan, NPC3, is going to be talking about... World at War. So, if you don't know, World at War is based on uh, the Second World War. And during the campaign, you play as an American in the Pacific... And then through the other part of the campaign, you play as a Russian in, well, Russia in Eastern Europe. So the campaign basically goes back and forth. So you do, you start off on the in the Pacific, and then you, and then there'll be a mission in the Pacific, and then you'll go to the Soviet Union like missions in Stalingrad and such. I ended up liking the Soviet campaign more because the characters are more, you care about them more, end up by the end. And especially the finale is (laughs) great because you storm Berlin and Reichstag, which you can feel the momentum of the Russian army as it approaches Berlin and such. And it just turns into this urban warfare of just... It's crazy. So, I'll let Liam go back to talking about Black Ops 1. Should we talk about Black Ops 1 or World at War? Because World at War came out before Black Ops 1. Uh, another thing uh, that another thing that Dylan forgot to mention is that World at War was the first installation of the Zombies franchise. Yep. That's it was... At that time, it wasn't very well developed, but either way, it's still something to take note of. But um, in Black Ops 1, the campaign follows... Uh, I already... I think his name was Mason. As Alex he, Mason. Huh? Alex Mason. Alex Mason? Okay. And as he goes 
following a, wasn't it like a Soviet commander or something, trying to hunt him down. Uh, I forgot what the motive was. I think it was just the American government wanted him dead or something. This was Vietnam. Close, well, no, no, the main story takes place in the Cold War, but at certain points you go back to Vietnam, which is Mason's first time being in a military place, really. And pretty much he's following, I think that the Russian commander's name was Dragunov, or was it Kasparov? Dragunov, I think it was. I believe so. But, um, yeah... Uh, pretty much randomly throughout the campaign. <laughs> you're gonna piss some people. You're gonna. That's too wrong. You're gonna. You're pretty much pulled out of the campaign because the whole campaign is like a flashback, effectively. And randomly, these guys just like up inside this little balcony look down on you and you know ask, "What do the numbers mean, Mason? The numbers. What do they mean?" And the whole campaign is going through and finding out what the numbers mean. So, <laughs> pretty much, if I remember correctly, it was something about, like, uh, it was something about those, uh, those spies that got, like, randomly activated by, like, certain sequences of things. But, yeah, it's pretty much all the campaign is. Uh... Hunter? Uh, Mason was following Nick. I don't know how to say that. Nikita Dragovich. Dragovich. Um, he happened to be caught, right? And like as you were saying, was put put numbers were put in his head. These numbers, I believe, what were they? Coordinates. I think it was something like that. To where the base was that he was captured to. And um, throughout the story, you know, they try to get the numbers out of him, trying to make him explain his story. And uh, who was it? He had a friend that... Reznov? Reznov. So he followed Reznov, and Reznov coincidentally had died earlier, but he didn't realize it yet. So he had seen a, basically, a hallucination of Reznov because of this mind alterations. And you only find this out later in the story, because he kills a big member of the Russian military, which causes problems with Russia and America, which I believe starts off the Cold War. Yeah. Now, he blames this on Reznov, even though Reznov had died, so Reznov wasn't real. It was him the whole time. Um, what else is there? You want to follow up, Dylan? What? With what? The, where does it go from there? I don't know. I never played the Black Ops games. Oh, yeah. Um, eventually... Uh, Alex is, well, Alex Mason, Mason was finally able to remember his time in Varkuda, which is when he first got taken, um, 
And the final mission is blowing up the ship that you were taken on, which had a lot more members of, like, high-ranking officers in the Russian military. And... What do we want to do? Black Ops 2, or...? Black Ops 2 uh, campaign. Talk about the Black Ops 2 campaign, and then we'll go back to the multiplayer of each one. Okay. The multiplayer sucks for all of them. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, so... <laughs> Black Ops 2, you follow Alex Mason's kid as he... Wasn't it still following Dragovich? Yeah. He never actually <laughs> killed Dragovich, sadly. It seems like a long time since you guys have actually went back. Listen, dude, I played this when I was, like, seven. <laughs> <laughs> I think I played Black Ops when I was, like, Black Ops 1 when I was, like, 12. Um, a really uh, new thing to the Black Ops stories is that in this one, you have choices that give you a different ending every time so certain guys you can just either keep alive or murder and if you keep alive certain guys then you can get endings like well I don't really remember any of the endings actually, to be honest with you but you probably shouldn't like spoil them in case yeah, yeah. I won't talk about I the endings but so the story follows Alex Mason's kid as he's in the military trying to find Dragovich talking to a good friend of Alex Mason Woods and Woods goes into a story about how um, he was captured and you play a mission where you try to get him out of a prison basically and then you switch from future and past constantly just playing as either Alex Mason's kid. What is his name? I don't even remember anymore. Uh. Believe. Yes, we forgot to mention, Alex Mason takes part in the Kennedy assassination. He meets President Kennedy, and because of this mind alterations, he almost kills him. (laughs) 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 Did you just say wah wah? Bro, what was that? (laughs) Oh yes, Um, in Black Ops 1... Woods, Mason, and one of their friends, Bowman, get captured by Krevchenko. And you have to play a game of Russian roulette. Uh, Very dangerous. Don't play. (laughs) Oh, really? You don't say? Uh, uh, I'm trying to find it. Scrolling through like a wiki page. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm currently scrolling through a wiki page. To be yeah. fair, most of the plot of these games isn't really told to you. Right. You just kind of pay like half attention to it most of the time. One of the things. Oh yes, uh, Mason's kid David. David, huh? Yeah. 
Um, you follow David through his story in Black Ops 2, which he doesn't really do much. It's, it's just kind of a mess. It's really just, you start off with just a, um interview with Woods, basically. Trying to find out where this main bad guy is. What even is the bad guy? The main bad guy in Black Ops 2. Don't spend too much time on the But, either way, one, th- one thing to pay attention to with uh, the Black Ops franchise and even World at War to a certain extent Menendez. is that most of the campaign is uh, pretty much getting you between cutscenes, so then you can do really cool crap, pretty much. So I think it was Black Ops One where you dropped from a helicopter on ropes and stuff, and the helicopter got shot down midway through. So you had to like you had a emergency land inside of a building. You got flung through windows. Yeah, and then. I think that later on in that mission, you ended up getting picked up at some point. The helicopter almost got shot down again. In and that mission, you use a mortar to blow up a helicopter that's trying to attack you. Yeah. Which is crazy. Because mortars are... Cr- they, they're not meant for accuracy. They're, me- they're meant to take out grid coordinates. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and so trying to use a mortar and line it up with... Uh, with a freaking helicopter is what we're talking about here. You know, a flying object that, you know, judging by the fact that there's no ground around it, is pretty hard to hit. Yes. So, yeah. Very. It's, 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 as I said, most of it is just uh, getting you between cutscenes, so then you can do cool stuff. Okay. That and also you move between locations, like, every mission. So, like, on one on one mission, you're in, like, Saudi Arabia or something. Next mission, you're in Korea. It's just, you're flung all over the place. All right. I think it's multiplayer time. It's World at War multiplayer time. It Everyone. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> all of the multiplayers of time suck. All of them are so unbalanced. There's only, like, two loadouts that actually work in all of them anyway. Like, like MP40? <laughs> Like, if you run, like, the best weapon in World at War is the MP40. No doubt. It's but a like, gun from the, used by the German army in the Second World War. Black Ops 1, uh, pretty much all of the multiplayer is focused around that, uh, Cold War era type weapons. Where, like, it was pretty much mostly, like, the World War weapons, but there was like a few advancements if I remember correctly. So, most of the weapons are just World War era. So, apart from that, it's the same thing as World at War. There's like a few select guns that are absolutely the best, and there's no competition. So, yeah, it usually just consists of machine guns, or LMGs, SMGs, or submachine guns. And Shotguns, occasionally somebody whips out a pistol. Uh, There's also uh, RPGs. World at War also just had... Nobody uses actions. RPGs. Unless if they're memeing. True. That's the only use of an RPG is memeing. And then there's for ordnance, different handheld ordinances. You can get like yep. uh, Molotov cocktails in World at War, I know. 
and fragment standard fragmentation grenades. And yeah, I think there's like a there's a few like the bouncing Betty. <laughs> the bouncing Betty isn't that like the SI eighty four or something like that is what's actually called. SD it's a landmine. Yeah, it's effectively just a mine. Anyways, um, the movement in these games really isn't all that great. You feel it's very slow in all of them yeah. because these Pretty games are decently old. Yeah, um, one of the best ways you can really fly to an area off like a balcony or something is called a dolphin dive. And basically your character just dives into a location. This often results in death because there's a lot of fall damage in these games. Yes. Unless if you have, um, what was it, the perk was like Juggernaut or something like that. Yeah, in the multiplayer. In conclusion, these games are very confusing. They are very. Thank you for your time. We'll see you next time.